This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only, on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Uh, good evening, everyone. Good evening, good evening, good evening. Look in the... Oh, it's that way. It's that way. That way. Yes. 1-0. We've won a game at home for the first time in four. We've beaten uh, a relegation rival West Ham and it feels good. Da, 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 da. Oh, yeah, it feels good. And I've got... Uh, I'm happy. I'm happy. I think we're all happy. But there's going to be points to be made, as always. And boy, do we have an absolutely bombastic, super-duper show lined up for you today. We've got some great pundits, some great Wolves fans. We've got a couple of debutants. We've got a couple of legends as well, all coming on to the show. And we want you in the comments to get involved as well, of course, because Wolves, hear it, we are out for the moment of the bottom three. We are out for the moment of the relegation zone. So we've got a fantastic show ahead of us and we're going to be hearing everyone's points. We're going to be looking at the man of the match. We're going to be looking at the performance rating, the highlight of the day. And of course, every fan, every pundit has to face the dreaded wheel as well. So bringing up first, we have Chris from Wolf Life. Hi. And Acorn to Oaks, you'll know get more about that as the next as a few months uh, go on as well. We've got Hoops, the legend. Good, e- good evening, all. And we've got we have a, we've got her back, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's Lucy. Hi. <laughs> Hi, guys. You are the first three callers tonight. Absolutely brilliant. We've got loads more in the green room as well. And uh, before we kick off, I do want to say a big thank you to Wolf Life for powering extra time. Get yourself a life insurance quote today in the link below. It's very important. Sure, Chris will tell us more about that. And you'll get in the link in the drawer to win a Wolf shirt and maybe, just maybe, some other Wolves goodies as well. So we're going to kick off first with Hoops. Hi, Hoops. Evening, Dave. How are you doing? Mate, I'm, first of all, I'm drawn to your um, wolf 
that's behind you. Can you show everyone that wolf a little bit closer, please? Um, we need I can. I, do you want me to grab the wolf? See if I can. Yeah, we need to see. We need to see this because this this is good. My goodness me, that is one big wolf, man. Blimey. It's actually bigger than you. It's bigger than you. It's 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 a, a hoops. That's one big wolf. That's like that's that, not that's... just a wolf. That's a dire wolf. It is. <laughs> I know. Right, you know, I I um I had one of those office games recently where it was like grab the biggest item and uh, and this guy came out. So I think the backstory is there was a house sale and someone said, Oh, I've got something that you might like. And I was like, Yeah, I would. So so it, this wolf is in my office. So um yeah, it gets a few funny looks when we're on like formal office zooms and so forth. But um yeah. Well Mark the wolf, the wolf is back. happy I'm sure this evening. Has he got a good has he got a good year top on as well? Has he got yeah, the top? He's got the tire marks. He's got no sponsors, so we won't. Uh, but yeah, he's 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 got a a tire mark. So uh, he's usually in this. I could give him another outfit, but um, yeah, it's it's Mate, quite friendly. So what we'll have to do, we'll have to make a thing when you come on. Um, everyone has he got a name? Well, Wolfie, but we can give him a name if 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 people want to. Uh, Put a vote for the name, then by all means, oh, we can give him a name. You're either going to go with Wolfie or, or, or her. No, I can't. I can't or her. <laughs> and if you've got a suggestion in the chat, and we'll ask all our, we'll ask all our pundits as well for a, a suggested name for Hoops's uh, Dire Wolf. Um, then looks we'll a bit drunk there. You yeah. can, uh, can do. Mark Davis uh, in the chat has said Diego would have trouble controlling that wolf. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think he would. He's, he's quite quiet, actually, though. So, um, but yeah, what he Remember what he that... gets up what he gets up to when I'm not around, I don't know. But yeah, well, member <laughs> Carl Whitehouse is actually. If you see like the little uh, the little wolves, there they're actually members. You can join the channel and become a member and get on the local chat, which is good. We will talk every, between every game. Um, he basically thinks you should give it a name. So, um, if you've got yeah, any names, out there, we'll, we'll put it up there. Mark's actually gone with Diego, which is quite good. Um, we've already got She-Wolf. And then <laughs> George is, is a different one. Lucy, welcome back to the show, mate. Welcome back. How are you? Thank you. I'm all right. Thank you, my mate. Nice to be smiling. Yay. <laughs> and you have got, I mean, you're looking quite dapper because you've got one of the trendy new uh, training tops, haven't you? Yeah. Yes, I've got the training top on. Yes. Very, very, very sweet. And have you come uh, come back from a club that you go to tonight? Yeah, I go to the Corpus Christi, which is on um, Ashmore Park, which is obviously where I live. And it's a great night in there. Great night. Great people. Great fun. So big up Corpus. Fantastic. <laughs> We've got a few more. A uh, few more here. We've got John DeWolf. Um, oh, yes. <laughs> another one, Julian. <laughs> Uh, that's quite good. J-Lo, Julian, Julian. There's a few coming out with that as well. Chris, yeah. good to yeah. have you back on. Um, Chris, how are you today? I'm fantastic, Dave. How are you doing? I'm very good. And how's life in the uh, in the world of wolf life and acorn to oaks? It's good. It's good. I've, we talked about the acorn to oaks thing. I should point out wolf life is part of acorn to oaks. So that's fantastic. that's. So I don't, I don't life, is life insurance part of Acorn to exactly. Oats. Acorn to Oats is mortgages and all that sort everything. of stuff. Everything. We do everything. And we're going to so, hear a lot more about that in the coming months yeah. as well, aren't we? 
Exactly. But yeah, fan, fantastic. All good. It works good. And, you know, happy, happy to be celebrating a win, especially against a, a relegation or potential relegation rival. So, you know, they're the teams you've got to beat, aren't they? Absolutely. Uh, someone's going for Lucy Wolf. I like that one as well. Welcome back, <laughs> Lucy. There we go. Great. Uh, Edward over on Facebook is saying great times. Now, guys, it does feel good, doesn't it? Because, for, yeah. we, we, you know, we went into the World Cup and, of course, Christmas because the World Cup was so early bottom. Uh, Lopetegui obviously had, eventually we got, got our man, took him away. And Wolves have now taken seven points out of the uh, the last uh, 12 points available. Um, Hoops, what points would you like to make today on the uh, on the game and, and the, the Lopetegui era so far, if you want to go in deep? Yeah, I, I think like many people um, watching this evening, um, feeling in a lot better way than... Well, I, I thought about it earlier, and if you remember um, the West Ham reverse game, uh, which which was basically the um, the final nail in the coffin for, for Bruno Large, things were very bleak. It looked like we we weren't too sure sort of how the season was going to pan out, and of course that's still to be decided. But I'm absolutely optimistic, um, as um, as Chris mentioned. You know, we've beaten. Um, a team down at the bottom there. And I think if you look at our form post-World uh, Cup break, I think we're the sort of the top performing side amongst those uh, around us. So I look at, you know, the chaos going on at Everton, um, at West Ham, um, at Le- Leicester struggling. I wouldn't trade places w- with any of those. You know, I look at the, the manager that we've got in charge. I would have him over, you know, Leeds with, that Ted Lasso guy, Rogers. I just don't think his heart's in it. And Leicester, Bournemouth, you know, O'Neill is a typical, he did well on loans, so let's give him a long-term contract. They don't have a budget. You know, with all due respect to Bournemouth, they're not going to attract players by the size of the club. And, you know, with, with Lopetega, these players that we're bringing in, we're, we're bringing in ultimately these players who the club have courted for a number of years and for whatever reason, and I'm assuming the reason is Lopetegui, uh, we can now bring these players in because it shouldn't be overlooked that we're, you know, we are in a relegation scrap and we're signing these players from decent sides. Now, the, the only common denominator here is, is the manager ultimately. So, there is a long way to go, but I'm absolutely optimistic. I mean, when I came on here last time, I said, this squad is good enough. We have the quality, but it wasn't performing. Um, and I did say it would frustrate me in some senses that they, they start to perform because you realise they had it in them. But we, we've heard a lot about the fitness. We've heard a lot about double sessions. Um, I don't want to look back, but at that start of the season, yes, we will have some new impetus, but these are, are good players. So I'm happy with the quality of the squad. still think we need a, an outright number nine. I think we've got a lot of forwards, but not many strikers. Um, but I'm in a real optimistic place at the moment, and, and I think so much of that is down to the fact that I feel that we've got the right man in charge and I feel fortunate that we've we've managed to appoint him. And thank God uh, Mick Beale <laughs> did work out, you know. Because, I was thinking that. You know what I was thinking yeah. that earlier, to be honest. It's crazy how, how, how football can change. So, 
yeah, I, I'm really opt- optimistic. We'll, we'll perhaps dig into to, to the, the game. I think just relief yesterday was was the main thing, really. Um, just to just to see a win because it's it's been pretty tough watch for for all of us this season. So yeah, in, in summary, I was optimistic when Lopetegui came in because this is a serious coach, um, and, and and credit to the board because they're backing this guy. They're backing this guy because he's brought in about seven of his own staff, and they're backing him financially as well. There may be future planning with some of these signings, but, and we may see a little bit of an exodus in the summer. But let's be absolutely clear, they're serious because they know what's at stake here. So I'm optimistic and I wouldn't trade places with any of those in the bottom seven. Absolutely. Some great points. And as you say um, uh, about the signings, Lamina has already come in. Um, I did a a transfer update a couple of days ago. That one's already happened. I mean, uh, looks like... um, Joe, Joe Gomez uh, from Flamenca is uh, is going to be happening. He's on his way over to, uh, as well. And Sarabia, who um, is from PSG, is from PSG. He's uh, imminent as well, apparently. And um, he scored twenty one goals last year for um, when he was on loan. I think he was must have been on loan at Benfica and got ten assists. And um, I know it's with in the Portugal league and stuff like that, but that's still impressive as well. It seems like they're making moves. Kuna uh, uh, look good as well. Uh, Lucy, uh, what point do you want to make? I'm excited again, Dave. I'm excited. Um, I'll go to the game now, and I think we can do this again. We can. We can do it. We. we it feels different. You know, I mean, the atmosphere yesterday was electric, the way it should be. I mean, it could be more. So, hopefully, on Tuesday night, it'll be even better. But yesterday, it was great. It felt like the way it should be again. And, yeah, as I say, I'm excited again. I love it. Love it. Excitement is good. And I'll stand corrected. It was was Sporting Lisbon, of course, that... uh, um, so I'm hoping I'm saying this right. Sir Rabia, um, he was on loan at Sporting Lisbon, 21 goals in uh, 45 goals, uh, 45 games, which is impressive. Chris, what's the points that you would make? What you want to put out across? Well, echoing a lot of what uh, Hoops and Lucia said, isn't it fantastic to be excited about what we're going to do now and not be worrying? You know, I think we can be excited. We'll feel like we can be excited. I think I think he's obviously working hard. I think that you can see on the pitch that they look like they're working harder. Um, I was so impressed with Samedo. Um, good shout on that. That's a very yeah, good brilliant show. game. Um, I gave forward. my uh, man of the match uh, yeah. yesterday. Yeah, I, I, I agree. But, but not just getting forward. He did get forward, but but his defending seems to have improved as well. So whether that's something Lapetegui's been working on or Maybe it was always there, and he needed a, you know, push in the right direction. Um, but I just think they're working harder. They're they're more maybe good teams, better team spirit, um, and the the atmosphere. Although it was a bit nervous at the end um, when we were all a bit like squeaky bum time. But um, <laughs> I, th- I think it's just it's just great to be to be looking forward. And we, like Hoop said, we need to be beating the teams around us. I mean, it'd be nice to beat Liverpool. Um, but we need to be getting results against the bottom half teams because we we can't be drawing 
them games, especially the home games. Um, Absolutely. Well, we beat Everton 2-1. Yeah, I mean, there's an absolute meltdown going on on Merseyside after the yeah. weekend. <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, Everton especially losing at home again. It's like, how does Lampard keep in his job? I just don't know. Um, but, I mean, I've seen some of the uh, Everton uh, content on YouTube and there is literally a, a literal meltdown going on. And, um, you know, I mean, Southampton, It was that's a big, big uh, plus for them. Um, obviously, Forrest have picked up recently. Uh, I mean, if you look at that mini league that you were talking about, and maybe, Carl, if you can write it up in the uh, comments, we can put that little mini league up. Um, but Forrest and Wolves have both taken seven points from um, their four games. And, you know, it's got, got both teams out of the uh, the bottom three. And it's very, very tight. If you, um, I'm just going to mm. pull up, actually, uh, and put up on the screen the uh, the Premier League table, so we can have a a little bit of a a little bit of a look at the table, because it's quite tight. Um, here we go. Can you see that, guys? Yeah. Yeah. So if you actually look at that table now, you can see Southampton uh, bottom on 15. Minus 17 goal difference. Everton are now in the bottom three with minus 11 on 15. West Ham, minus 10, just above them on 15. Bournemouth, who are sinking like the Titanic, um, are on 16. Then you've got Wolves on 17, played um, 19 games, minus 15. Leicester are only above us now on goal difference. Leeds are above us on goal difference, played one goal left. And then, obviously, you have a little gap to Forest, And then Palace lost again today. So, you look up to 12th place and there is seven points separating 12th to 20th. That's Crazy. What do you think about that, Chris? It's, I mean, it just, it just shows the, the winning two games, you're going to shoot, you're going to be almost mid-table. Yeah. And it, it's just, you need, we, I think we've got momentum. Behind us, the last three games, we've 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 gained momentum. I, I think confidence is such a big thing in football, and I'm just hoping that you know, starting to score a few goals will get through to you know the strikers who we've mentioned. You know, we all want a number nine. I do wonder whether one of these players they're buying is going to be the number nine, and maybe they're not going to be a traditional what we think of as a number nine and what Raul is. Maybe they're going to be like a false nine type player. Who knows? Well, Maybe. yeah, I mean, that guy that seems to be coming from um, PSG, PSG, uh, who was on loan at Sporting Lisbon, the 21 goals and nine assists, he sounds like a really good signing. Hoops, Carl's just putting up that mini league that you were mentioning. So you can see there Wolves, seven points, Forest, seven points, Southampton, three points um, as well, Leeds, two points, Everton, one point. And then if we put the bit below there, you can see West Ham. Um, and Leicester and Bournemouth in the four four games that they've played since the new year, no points at all. I mean, Leicester have kind of got themselves away, haven't they, Hoops? Mm. They, they had, and, and, and if you remember the, the game against um, Leicester at, at Molyneux, you know, they were miles ahead of us, weren't they, at that stage? And, you know, again, they've, they've got some real good players there, but they seem to have stagnated. But... I, I, I just I just think, you know, you referenced the sort of mutiny happening at Everton 
and you look at some of those sides around us. The key here is when you're in a relegation battle, you don't want it to be between three or four. But arguably, when we looked at that league there, if you bring Palace into it as well, there's, there's eight sides there. So, yeah, you know... You've got to count Palace because they're yeah. only two points clear of Forest. I mean, they're a good side. They've had a good season. They've had a couple of difficult games, but you've got to count them, haven't you? Yeah, you have got to count them. But again, when I look at the window, there's some real uncertainty there with, with some of those sides. If you look at West Ham... Um, and Moyes and, and Everton and Lampard. Those are two managers there who are under real pressure. Now, if I was a prospective player, would I want to come into either of those sides not knowing who was ultimately maybe in charge? That's Whereas right. with, us ma- with us making that decision early with, with Lopetegui, we know what's you know in store. So we seem more of a, a solid, well-rounded side. So... We've got lots to be optimistic about. And as you say, the, the league is is bonkers, top and bottom, actually, with some of the results we've seen over, over the weekend. Um, so, yeah, I don't want to come across o- overconfident, but we've got so many reasons to be positive. And I, I'm, I'm quite relaxed about the situation. We are in a precarious position. We are. Of course we are. But with some of these sides, that will take points off each other. Then I, I, I'm relaxed that we'll, we'll steady the ship quite sooner rather than later and we'll we'll be looking upwards definitely looking upwards i mean uh, lucy is that something that you're feeling i mean I've, i mean are you feeling that the performance level the fitness level the togetherness the belief the quality the the structure are all starting to come together under under julian lopetegui very much so 100% i think the thing that i look for when i'm watching games is the togetherness of the team um, playing as a team, um, connecting, and there's so much connection now that there wasn't a couple of games ago. You know, be- before even the first game with Lopetegui, they were still a bit iffy to get. The- they weren't playing as a team. They-, they were very selfish when they were playing. Now they look up. They look to see who's around them. And it's great to watch again. Absolutely great to watch. You know that I'm. I'm really, really happy. I am. I am. I am. She's very, that actually... Lucy's, got, Lucy's got a smile on her face. That, I am. Uh, she, <laughs> I, I think one of the things that I've sort of noticed, and I know he's got a couple of yellow cards um, recently. I mean, you know, you, we talked about the incident last week, the Liverpool uh, that. That goal that was a goal, and you know, I'm sure a lot. I'm looking forward to Tuesday night. I think Liverpool are there for the taking. I think justice should be served. We'll come on to that, I'm sure. And then you've got obviously the penalty against Forest. You can see Lopetegui how he's he's really been going at it on the uh, on the touchline. But the way I look at that is he's setting the stall out of the passion and the fight that he's exuding from the touchline, and that. Seems to be feeding down into the players, most of the players anyway. And if they're seeing their manager that's so, you know, so in, involved in everything that's happening and showing that passion, you can see on some of the way that they're, they're chasing the ball down, they're closing down the way they're throwing their bodies in the bottle in at the back, you know, the way they're running their extra lot. And you know, we've seen again. That we seem stronger towards the end of games, which we didn't see against Bruno Large. I mean, you know what's, that you know, you know you... what's great, Dave? When when we score 
and off the bench they all get up and cheer yeah. again. You know, and when when the full time whistle went, they all got up. Every single one of them went to that touchline cheering with us. It was brilliant. And we haven't seen that for so long. Well, we're it's, it's, <laughs> no, it's, you're, you're absolutely right because you look on the touchline, you know, everyone that hasn't played, the people that are the players that have come off the pitch are celebrating. Um, yeah. and there seems to, it seems to have, have got this, everyone seems a lot happier and feels more part of it. But what, what I mean, the Geddes situation, hoops, what do you take on? The, obviously, he was left out the, um, this people said about Geddes, he's been out today that he's, you know, he's rumoured to have been asked Mendes for a move back to Valencia and stuff like that. Is is there, Are we reading too much into that? He did play, you know, against Liverpool in the Cup. He, I think he was in the squad against Forest. He was left out. Lopetegui said it was tactical reasons. Are we reading too much into that? No, I don't think we are. I think just, just before I move on to that, if I may, David, you make a really good point about Lopetegui. And when you were describing how he is, I, I thought back to Nuno's last season and body language. Now, fans will remember Nuno in his last season and how amazing he was. And we'll remember prior to that when he ran up the touchline when we, we got that last-minute goal. But body language is key, isn't it? When you see somebody on, on the line, you know that they're involved. And, and I think that's absolutely right. And I think that, that helps the press as, as well as the team. And it just reminded me... That when Nuno lost that, I felt we lost our way. But that that's an aside, but I just wanted to mention it. But in in, t- in terms of Geddes, um, it appears it hasn't worked out. I think with, with many of the players that we, we've brought over the years, sometimes it takes half a season to, to, to get up and running. You know, Neto, Dendonka, there, there are a number of players. But with, with Geddes, and, and again, body language, is, we'll go back onto that. He, he doesn't look like he wants to be part of things. That's probably unfair of me because I don't know know him personally. It's just the impression that he gives by his performances. But ultimately, if Chen Campbell's on the bench and he's not injured, I, I can't see a way back for him. It does it to, to me, he can't Lopetegui publicly say that. But if a, if a, a player who's in, in seniority um, is not even in the squad and there's an academy striker on the bench... Uh, we can only read into it one way for me, so um, I, I wouldn't expect him to be here, be here by the end of the window, particularly with the players we're bringing in. Well, I think you make a good point. I think we'll have to obviously have to wait and see what happens with that. It'd be interesting to see the team um, that starts against Liverpool because I think I think the players I think they will be fired up because I feel I think they feel aggrieved. I hope, I hope we're not. We do not Liverpool out, but then the producer was saying, then we've got to go away to Brighton, and there uh, it's a, it's a bit of a solar stage. You know, I always think Brighton, and uh, they're playing really well. Chris, um, your highlight of the day, your man of the match, and your performance rating. Well, I'm going to go man of the match. I'm going to go Semedo because yeah. I did think he performed well, going you know defending and getting getting forward. Um, highlight of the day, it's going to be obviously the goal. Isn't it? You know, it was a brilliant strike from the edge of the box and just straight arrow into the corner. Um, I'm going to say eight, eight out of ten, because um, I think well, I, th- I think we can do better. I think we can play better. I think our, our last third play will will get better over time. Um, and and I think I think uh, Mateus was great in the midfield, and you know the longer he plays with Neves and Matinho or whoever else they put in there, they're, they're just going to get better and better. You know, he's a Rolls Royce of a player. 
Mateus. Um, but yeah, eight and a half, and but but the goal was the highlight of the day for me. Fantastic. He make a good point about Nunes. All he needs is is his first Wolves goal now to come. When he, I mean, he's starting to look imperious on the ball of the way he makes space. Yeah. Um, you know, and on Geddes, he's a little bit like Trincao, um, I think, in the situation. You yeah. can see flashes of his ability, but he never quite helps. So we'll have to wait and see. Lucy, over to you now. Um, same question. Uh, Smoda, all day long, Smoda. He was superb. Fought going forward, defending. He was brilliant. The speed that lad's got on him that we haven't seen before. I don't know where that came from, but blimey, he's been training with Troy already a bit. Um, he, he was brilliant. He was. He was great. Um, Isn't it so nice to be, like, waxing lyrical about Samedo? Yes. Brilliant, yeah, Right. He I just needs to do that every game. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's such a shame when, you know, he... he they all have bad games, every single one of them do, but he seems to have more than others. But So when he does have a fantastic game like he did yesterday, it's so nice to, you know, encourage, you know, and, and say, well done, you know, it, it's just great, absolutely brilliant. Fantastic. Yeah, I'm going to give it an eight um, overall, I think, brilliant, great game. Um, there were areas that could have been improved. Some of the passing, um, Collins was making a few mistakes. Even though he was, he was, he did ever so well yesterday. There were a few he mistakes. He started to look a bit more like himself the last two or three games. Uh, yeah. after, after getting that red card, I think it's really affected him. But yeah, he's, he's got the odd mistake in him. But um, yeah. he was. His positional play alongside Kilman and everything, you know, the whole defence really did a good job. Yeah. Well, he saw yeah. that nearly messed it up in that one that one time when he nearly <laughs> did Alison, didn't he? And pass it straight to the but we got away with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and my moment of the day, I think um seeing my brother, because I haven't seen him for a while, to be honest. I haven't seen him since Boxing Day. And last week he proposed to his girlfriend, Lisa. <laughs> And right. said, yes, right. so yeah, that was my moment. Yeah, of moment the of the day. It doesn't Excellent. have to be the game, it could yes. be anything. And there, you've pulled out a nice one. Lisa. <laughs> Make sure, yeah, congratulations and um, uh, on your engagement from all of us here. Um, <laughs> Hoops, same to you. Highlight of the day, moment of the day, man of the match and performance rating. Um, highlight of the day, I, I, again. I'll pick something which, which I guess won't be picked by, by others. A little bit personal, but not not too personal. Um, so behind me at the game yesterday, there was some fans over from Korea. Um, oh, so wow. the big fans of Hwang Hee Chan, and it does frustrate me that people kind of have get one on them about sort of you know tourist fans or Johnny Cunlatelys and so forth. Because it's like, what? Where's your entitlement? And these fans that were be behind me, they were so infused about the game. They were so behind the team. And I, and I was sort of vicariously getting their enjoyment from it as well. So to me, it was great that they, they saw a Wolves win. Um, and, you know, potentially that was their first time at Molyneux and they'd left. And, you know, they the saw... The to their... Bob in the shop as well. Well, yeah, absolutely. You know, they're star players. So so good good luck to them. So I thought that was nice. Um 
I, I can't disagree with, with, with Samedo as man of the match because absolutely I agree. I, I can't disagree. I, I think he was fantastic. Um, I think he's a really good player. I've always liked him. But, of course, he's not had a good start to the season, but but he hasn't been alone in, in that. Um, but I think there's a very good player there. And I think as as has been touched on by the others, you know, offensively and defensively. I think he gives us something more as, as an outlet. Um, and yeah, I think eight is a fair score. I think it was a very strong performance. It's a clean sheet. It's it's a win. So um, a good eight out of 10 for, for myself as well. Mate, as always, you make an absolutely brilliant uh, pundit and you make some great points. It's now time for the wheel. So let's bring the wheel this on. This is where it goes downhill. <laughs> <laughs> and I will update these questions um, when I get when we get to the international break. But we'll see what we get. Because there's some Wolves questions and there's some not. So it's spinning. Oh, it's an interesting one. Um, we're going to go with Chris first. Have you ever seen a ghost? And do you believe in ghosts? Yes, I believe in, I believe that ghosts it could be possible. I've never seen a ghost. I can't I can't say any more than that. But yeah, I think I think it's possible. The producer possible. has actually seen and spoken to a real life ghost. Get out of it. Spoken Not, to Yeah, she, she worked in Litchfield wow. at an old building. What was the guy's name? Rupert. And he used to turn the taps on and she used to tell him, Rupert, can you t- stop it? And then he'd turn the taps off. And um, wasn't there a time when you were in there and some young girl was in there and said, who's the man in the back? And there's like, there is no man. The customers used to see him. Yeah. My dad, my dad reckons he saw a guy. My dad's no longer with us, but um, he reckons he saw, he was, he used to be a postman and they used to do security every so often um, on a Saturday, Saturday night. And he reckons he was there one night and he heard somebody walking along the corridor and he went up and there was nobody there. And he thought his mate had just been, going the other way. Um, so he came back and went back to where he was meant to be. And he said, oh, I just heard you up there. And he said, I haven't been up there. And uh, he's like, mm. and there's nobody else there. So it was only footsteps, but it spooked my dad a little bit. Um, and yeah, so I've never seen one, but I think it's possible. Yeah. There you go. Um, Jazz has come on, who's a West Ham fan. A cluster comment from him Hi, Dave. West Ham fan here. You lot, we deserve winners. You could see a marked difference in your performance since the game in London. Meanwhile, we're so uh, sluggish. Um, a copy and paste performance. It was really quality. Thank you for that, Jazza. Lucy, you next. Uh, have you seen a golf? And do you believe in ghosts? I guess I if you've seen one, you'll probably believe in one. I do believe in one. And I, and I don't mean like, you know, one, one off the telly or anything like that. <laughs> No, I, I do believe, I do believe, but I haven't actually seen anything, but I've heard. You've heard bumps I've and... heard, yeah. You, you know, these ghost things, these ghost um, hunting things that you have on the telly. Well, the one time there was uh, the Derek Akora, I think his name was, weirdo. I mean, he's, he's, he's died now, he has. Um, but he could hear dogs in the background, and nobody else could hear him. And then all of a sudden, I heard an Alsatian. And it, it was proper loud in my ears, really loud, as if it was sat next to me, barking down my ears. And then he t- he turned round and he said, there's an Alsatian in the corner. 
and it's barking down. It's really, really loud, and I, I had to turn it off. I couldn't watch anymore. It was freaking me. I've got goosebumps. I, I, I didn't like that. I can I can very much imagine that that, that would be uh, a little bit freaky. And, uh, hoops, what about you? I've I've not seen a ghost to my knowledge. Um, well, you you I'm I a... look behind you. That the 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 direwolf's moving. <laughs> <laughs> just winked at you. It just, just went like yeah. this. I'll have I'll have to watch this back. Yeah, I'll be a bit I'll be a bit concerned if I come into the office in the morning and he's he's naked or if he's another top and maybe there has been a ghost who's who's playing tricks on me. Yeah. Um, So no, uh, but uh, look, I'm open-minded. You know, I don't know. I I think the closest I kind of got to that world was. Um, I remember being at school and we, um, I'm sure I can say this now, uh, we, we broke into kind of like the oldest part of the school because that we kind of was told, oh, that's the haunted part of the school. And we we did have a, a, a Ouija board and it was moving, but I'm sure we were doing that. So we tried to scare ourselves as kids. So that's my only sort of connection that I can remember to try and get into the spirit world. But I didn't have anybody... Um, um, I, can't, I don't know the exact terminology, kind of uh, transfer or, or connect with anyone, shall I say, other than us just trying to kind of scare each other. So <laughs> I'm open-minded to it. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to kind of be having a cautious look at this fella behind me tonight now. You're kind of uh, getting me on edge now already. <laughs> well, that's a, well, let's hope on Tuesday night that the Wolves forwards are ghosting past the Liverpool defence. and nice. that, that, but... Guys, ever so much. Thank you ever so much for your contributions. Coming on first, it's been absolutely brilliant. We've had a good laugh as well, which is brilliant. Uh, Chris, do you just want to give a a little plug for Wallfly and Aton to before we go? Yeah, certainly. So, yeah, we're here. We're a local firm. We're based in Bilston. We're all local people. Um, We're here to help you with any life insurance uh, you might, might look at. But also, we can help you. I'm sure most of us have got mortgages, and we all know that mortgages are a bit of a touchy subject at the moment so we can help you get the best deals for mortgages and any of you guys who might have your own businesses we can help you with business to business insurance that you business owners will know what you need uh, and we can help you with that as well so we're, we're here for anything anything you might want to want to contact us about just drop me a line and you can get uh, there's a contact form which enters you into the uh, the winner shirt uh, and, and stuff below so it's, there's only about like two or three lines fill that in and uh, and get yourself in for that as well. And you can get a quote for these off Chris. And say they're local companies, so they like to try and help local people. So, yeah. Chris, fantastic. Thanks for uh, for coming on. Okay. Guys, all the best. Let's hope that we're uh, back next weekend having not Liverpool out and yeah. taking three points off City and we're all doing <laughs> this, yeah? That would be good. Right. <laughs> all the best, guys. Cheers, Dave. Take, Take care. Take care, all. Take Bye. care, mate. Cheers, Cheers, Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. 
The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Absolutely uh, brilliant uh, from the guys today and um you know just to say guys that it really is appreciated that all you guys in the chat uh get involved and um if you're brand new watching the channel tonight there's been over 200 uh if you subscribe to the channel you can join in the conversation we're literally only eight subscribers short of 30,400 uh so get on subscribe and get on the channel so we do have finally i'm glad to say Dun, 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 dun. The man, the myth, the legend. We've had so many technical difficulties. We've got Paul, and then we've also got making his full debut today, Memphis John. Oh yeah, can't wait for this. Can't wait for this. And <laughs> we've got another top lad, and we've got, and we've got, on the next post, we've got some great pundits coming up as well. We've got Jack looking very dapper in his wolf top. Wolf, uh, Paul's wearing the uh, the uh, the old black one. Jack's wearing the new one, and John has got his scarf. Paul, hallelujah, my friend! Literally, hallelujah! hallelujah. Finally, got it working. We did a test earlier, didn't we? We've had a few challenges, haven't we, with it? But yeah, all seems to be working well so far. I mean, look at this already, Mansell. We've got there. We've got Jack, Jack, Jack the man, as well. Um, Paul with no feedback. It's great. <laughs> Memphis bringing some energy. I'm, I'm loving this. Really almost. It's absolutely <laughs> fantastic. Um, so we're going to have an absolutely brilliant one, guys. Paul. It's so good to have you, Jack. Brilliant. How how are you? Yeah, not so bad. How are you? I'm good. And uh, and John, you all right? I, I I just got back home from uh, coming uh, up to Wolves. Yeah, live in London. So uh, yeah, didn't no, have time should, to no, get no, no, no. my strip on. John, you needed <laughs> to have milked that. But you should have milked it then. I've just got back to Memphis. Is what you should oh. have said. I have literally. It took 13 hours because I got a boat back to Memphis and it was rough but it was worth it absolutely worth it <laughs> absolutely Paul listen mate I'm so so happy I mean I came and saw you um in Lupo after the game as well we were all ecstatic because we'd won how are you feeling a day after you get that glow don't you for a good 24 hours at least after yeah. the match and the first thing I did this morning when I when I woke up was race downstairs and get match of the day on with the kids and yeah, that, that feeling just lasts all weekend, doesn't it? And it's it's such a great psychological boost to be looking down and there's four teams below us in, in, the, in the table, having been bottom at Christmas. So things are changing quickly. And um, like the rest of the fan base, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. Da, 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 da. <laughs> oh, yeah, we love that. Absolutely. Paul, it's, mate, I'm just so glad that uh, we've got you back because you always make so many good points uh, on the show when you come on as well. And obviously, you're one of the main podcast hosts on the Always Wolves as well. So it is really good to finally have you sorted. Jack, make your points, mate. How are you feeling? Uh, <clears throat> relieved, I think. Um, 
we said, didn't we, in the build-up to the game, when we were talking about the Liverpool game and looking ahead to the Forest game, West Ham was the game. That was the one yesterday that we wanted to win. Forget the FA Cup, forget the Carabao Cup. Great as cup runs are for momentum and confidence and form, you want to start winning your league games. And when you've got a game at home to a team that aren't playing well, you need to win that game. And we said before the game, whether it's a scrappy, scruffy 1-0 off someone's backside in the 90th minute, you take it. And I think I'm going to skip out. I'm going to shake it up a bit. I'm going to go for my moment of the day straight here, right? That noise when the final whistle went was a mixture of elation, delight, pure relief. On this, I've not heard Molyneux that kind of noise for a long, long time. And I think it was just the case of everyone going, we'd all built it up in our heads, haven't we, that this was a must-win game. We had to get something from this game. We had to get the three points. And to do it and to be... I'm going to say we were fairly comfortable in the game. I never really felt West Ham had a huge amount to throw at us. Just to get over the line and get those three points, I think he's going to be absolutely massive for us. Is this what you mean, mate? Exactly, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's exactly what we were talking about. Um, That bit of joy that that we had. Um, how do I get that off the screen now? It's come on. <laughs> uh, there we go. Fantastic. Yeah, no, it was that, that, that's for the relief. You saw the relief in my dad's face. You saw the relief on uh, my, my, my father-in-law's sensation and magic was so happy. And, and you, you are right, mate, because, like, we were winning the game. We got the goal. Um, you know, the, the irony of the goal, it, it kind of came from... Saw making that mistake, putting us into trouble. They got a corner um, after a bit of pressure through it. It was a bit of a, a jumble, but we had the composure to pass it out. And then they got Samedo, who was like, you know, a newly born antelope that had got so much energy. And he just, he was, his energy levels, I don't know where they come from, but he was up and down that pitch all day. And he, he had the intelligence to knock it into Nunes. Nunes had made the break with him. Pedenso, I think, made the initial pass out. I'm not, I think he did. Carried on the run. And Nunes knocked it out. And, and, you know, sometimes you just need a little bit of luck. And it deflected slightly into uh, Pedenso's path. And he didn't even think about it. Straight away, bang, bottom corner, great strike. You know, who would have thought at this stage of the season that Daniel Pedenso scored nearly half of our Premier League goals with five? Absolutely amazing. John, what are your thoughts? Oh, i got so many. So, um, well, I'll start off with um, my first experience in the South Bank. Um, so I, I, I know the elation. I know the frustration of being that close to the action. I know you're North Bank, so we, I, I'm not going to have a, a fight here about that. But um, I'll say, so my, I do have the button to, to, to kick you out, you know. <laughs> oh yes, you do. Yes, you do. Um, so um, the the point I want to I, I want to ask you something because I think we have to steal ourselves and be ready for uh, J Lo style of play. So I saw things from my privileged position in the South Bank. <laughs> Kick me off the off the show. No, no, we uh, <laughs> The thing is, John, everyone is a fan. South Bank, Billy Wright, whatever, North Bank, we're all in it together. It's only well, it looks, 
Well, it sadly looks like you're going to have to be having a lot more of me because uh, my, my, my guy is willing to let me come up anytime I want and, and sit with him in the South Bank. So that's a great, that's great news. You don't uh, it's, a lo- it's a long flight from Memphis. Stand in the South so, Bank. Say that again? Stand in the South Bank. Uh, yeah, we said that we stand this whole time and sing. It was absolutely exactly what, uh, what the doctor ordered for me. I love it. But um, I, I will say we saw the Julian Lopetegui style of play working it out the die out the back, like most of the big teams. And uh, it was, let me just quote uh, the uh, small newspaper in London. Uh, Wolves demonstrated a masterclass in how to beat a high press on Saturday while supporters trembled. Yes, I was trembling. Uh, Jose saw and the defenders in front of him played with ice in their veins. So uh, I know Chris and several of these guys said Semedo was the star of the show. But when you look at the data, the typical American to do this, it was Max Kilman, and, and, and he had ice in his veins. Can I just run some stats by you? Because I'm going to be accused by who no, of being just the Ted go, Lasso. Go, go for it, because Paul loves stats as well. Okay, Paul, l- 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 hear me out. Because uh, I know Hoops has already accused me of being the Ted Lasso since I, I used to work for U.S. Soccer. So I, I know you'll make fun of me after. But let me just prove my point. Um, wh- while you look at the actual uh, the actual heat map of Semedo, I mean, it, it is just insane. It looks like a, a, a shirt I used to wear before a, a, a lady right from Wolves. Yeah. Do you see? Do you see that? Yeah, we see yeah. all up, all up and down the right hand side. It looks like this thing that uh, my wife made me get rid of. She's from Wolverhampton. She made me get rid of. It's called a flame licker shirt. He was literally licking the flames up and down that side. Amazing. But let me just read the data about Max Kilman. Eight clearances, three block shots, five tackles, five ground duels, and eight aerial duels. Semedo wasn't anywhere near that. I, I actually think the way to play J Lo ball is out the back and we're going to be so nervous that Jose saw is going to do a Liverpool Guedes goalkeeper thing. And he may, but I actually think it's going to lead to better results. So I am ready for high risk, high reward football, but I don't think you three are discuss. Um, well, Paul, go with it. <laughs> let's just, let's just hold on. We'll just pass the cup over to Paul and uh, he can come in on that one. It's going to yeah. be scary. We're gonna we're gonna have mistakes, but I are you ready for this? Yeah, it's a fair it's a fair uh, summary that you make there. Um, you can see that we're definitely trying to play out more from the back, uh, build our attacks because in the past some of those um, some of that play from the back would have just gone long into a channel and it would have been and it would have come back and then we're under pressure. I do think, and I said this to my daughter during the match. Sometimes there is a there is an opportunity to put it in behind teams because we have got pace and that can hurt teams, can't it, by getting in behind. But um, I think in general, the reward does outweigh the risk. And okay, there might be an occasional goal that we concede um, as a result, but I don't think that will be enough to stop that from being our philosophy in general. But but Um, are you ready? Sorry, continue. uh, Am I ready? Yeah, um, you hear you hear mutterings around you, don't you, when they're playing around at the back, especially when when it's nil nil or or they're losing. Just get it forward type thing. And I think as a fan base, sometimes we have to be a bit more patient and recognise that actually it can be a good um, 
defensive strategy as well by playing out from the back because if you've got the ball, they can't score. Um, yeah. And I, I know what the idea is that you try and draw the opposition out, you try and tire them out, and you can exploit that um, later in the game. So I think it's a case of decision making. It's trying to do it at the right times in the right circumstances. And in general, the fans have got to accept it and accept that there might be one or two nervy moments. But in general, it's going to have more good than bad, I believe. Um, I'll just come in on, let me come in on that um, because it's an interesting point that you make, Paul, on that. Because it was interesting at halftime on, uh, on the Always Wolves members group on Discord. Um, there, was, there, there, was, there was a lot of debate about exactly that, about like getting the ball forward. And I actually, um, I wish Craig was on here today because it is, when you're watching it, it can seem a little bit frustrating. But I said I was okay with it. Because I could see, like, that what what they were trying to do is draw them in and then play it through the middle, and uh, you know, and, and then you, you you create more space for yourself in the middle of the park. It can be a bit of a dangerous one, um, but you know, it was all right. Jack, you know, your thoughts on that as well? Because I mean, uh, John's laid the uh, the put the uh, the gauntlet down. What what where, how, what do you say? No, I I agree, and I'm I'm going to just expand it a little bit. I think the most important player in Lopetegui ball is Mateus Nunes. Because when you're playing around at the back and you're drawing on their front line to you, that's great. But you've got to then have a midfielder who can carry the ball past their midfield because then you're going to have 4v3 or 5 against 4 every single time on the counter-attack. And you saw that a little bit yesterday. He was up against probably the best defensive midfielder in the league in Declan Rice and he only got past him a couple of times. But he waltzed past Man United's midfield the other week. He waltzed past... Uh, Villa's midfield. He walks past uh, Liverpool in the cup, didn't he, when he came on? He's going to be so important in terms of beating that press. Because once we've got the ball out from the back, if their midfield are able to get back into shape and their back four can get back into shape, you've lost your counter-attack straight away. If they can get the ball to Nunes quickly and he can then take it past their midfield, you're onto their defence in five, six seconds after Sars had the ball or Kilman's had the ball. And that's where the goals are going to come from. We saw it against Everton with the last-minute winner. When Nunes got the ball, carried it, bang over to Traore, cross him, and eight Nori finishes. I think we're going to score a lot of goals, like the one we scored yesterday and the one we scored against Everton. And I think Nunes is going to be absolutely key to that because he can beat a player really quickly and really effectively through the middle of the pitch, and that's where the danger is going to be. Quite an interesting debate. Go on, John. It's your turn to come back now. It's uh, it's like question okay. time. This is. Here we go. Well, I, I, I will say I have to. At the, the question I asked Paul, am I ready for this? I've got to answer myself. I'm not sure now that I'm going to be in the South Bank scene, get it, being that close to the action, I'm not sure I'm ready for what I saw Jose saw do. Dave, you wouldn't have seen it as closely as I saw it because it happened on literally 10 metres from me. Jose saw had the ball. Michael Antonio was, tried to slide tackle him in the box and he just kind of pulled it back. And it, did you remember this at all? It was not on your end, but um, you guys maybe saw it in the replay. It wouldn't have been a highlight because it scared the crap out of me. Um, but basically, uh, J-Lo has told him, we're working it out the back. You, you find a way to get it ideally uh, left, right, or uh, as you say, um, uh, to, 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 to Mateus. Um, but it, it is nerve wracking. I, I, I'm, I'm up for it, but I, I guess the point I'm trying to make is um, this is going to be scary. And I think JLo has told Sa that he's running the show and we are playing out of the back and you may mess up, but you are the key to 
to kickstarting the way I want to play. And uh, I, I'm up for this high risk thing for sure. But um, I, I think there's going to be some nervy moments. In fact, I'm ready for it. But my alter ego, if you believe in ghosts, that's my alter ego right there. I'm not sure my alter ego is ready for it because I just... It is I've got it. moving. It's levitating to one way. <laughs> it is. Do you believe in ghosts? So of course I do. That guy can handle it. This guy who has to actually be in the South Bank, uh, it, it was it was very nerve-wracking. Very nerve-wracking. John, your personality uh, is just literally coming through in 3D through the screen and everything as well. It is fantastic. <laughs> Paul, what's the, what's the main points that you want to make from yesterday's uh, game? I think the main thing was, was the result. And again, we've beaten a team around us in the table. So that's Southampton and Forest and West Ham now at home, all teams that are in and around us, Everton away. We're picking up really important wins against the teams near to us in the, in the table. So that was that was really um, the classic phrase is a six-pointer, isn't it, that's used? And it, it really was yesterday because if they'd have beaten us, imagine looking at the table this morning and seeing us bottom on 14, West Ham would have... Um, 18 points, wouldn't they? Um, one thing I did I did feel was that we controlled the game in, in the first half and the possession stats bear that out, I think. Um, but I think we went too deep too quickly after they scored. We almost scored in the second half a bit too early. Was it 48, 49 minutes? 48, 49th minute, yeah. And and although, ironically, we probably claim, came closest to scoring on two occasions after that still. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Raul had a... Marginal offside. It was a good finish from Raul as well. And and just on that as well, by the way, I've seen a replay. Um, and I said this at the time. I said, I'm sure that's come off their player. And correct me if I'm wrong, but did that not happen to us last Saturday when uh, Salah uh, scored? I don't I don't really understand what the difference is because if you look at that replay, um, I think it's Aitnori, isn't it, that, that clips it through. It comes off a West Ham defender on the way to Jimenez. So I actually grabbed that uh, that clip uh, right when someone else was talking because that that was my moment of the match. I need um, a fellow North American like Jimenez to to come good. I don't want him to go to Besiktas. And absolutely, it came off of West Ham. It and it was exactly, exactly someone on only one person made the comment on Twitter, which shocked me because it was exactly the Salah situation. And the, the, the point that Ryan made on Twitter was, I think the refs then had to look at the badge to decide who <laughs> was going to win. Uh, Jack, I mean, did you see that as well? I mean, I mean the, the, yeah. the Salah one, it was kind of looped up and he turned, but like if it's come off his head, surely it's a similar situation. Yeah, there's one in the first half as well when I think Podence flicked it on. Uh, Ogbonna headed it backwards. Kuna picked up possession, and he was flagged offside. Now, I, I, I don't. Um, I mean, you, you don't want to have to have a degree in offsides, do you, to understand what's going on? But I mean, you know, we're going off topic. But the Manchester United one yesterday—that can't be a goal. I, I, I think it's relevant. I think what we're talking. I think it is relevant because you've seen all these things. I mean, that Rashford goal. It's like how he's not interfering with play and affecting the defenders' reactions around him. And then he pulls out the last minute. I mean, you know, it's it's a similar sort of thing, isn't it? And it, 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 there seems like there's supposed to be clear rules about this, but these clear rules are ruling out making crazy decisions. 
it, it's all it's all because of VAR, isn't it? Before VAR, you're offside or you're onside. There's, no, there's nothing in between. There's no grey area. None of these phases of play. Who's deliberately played the ball? When was the ball played? Now we've got all these lines being drawn with a ruler on the screen. And you've got this, that and the other. We're pulling it back. Can we have the reverse angle? It's making a mockery of it because as fans in the stadium, we don't know what's going on. You know, when, when Raul scored yesterday, I quickly looked to my right to see the linesman and saw him put the flag up. I thought, oh, here we go. But then they're checking the goal and it took him a little bit of time to check it, didn't it? And you're kind of thinking, well, this is close then. This yeah, is closer than, than well, perhaps we thought. Screenshot, it was close. Yeah. But again, if, if people are watching it at home or watching it wherever that you know, on, on television, they've got a better understanding of what's going on than we have in the stadium. And, and that can't be right. Uh, I'd probably say every time. It can't be right that the people who are paying money in the stadium to watch have less of an idea of what's going on than the people watching on Sky or, or, or watching. I mean, this, this VAR offside is becoming a nonsense. I have to agree with you. It's a, it's a, it's a frustration and it's something that ne does need to be sorted about. They're trying to get better on the, uh, the communication. We looked in the World Cup and the way they did it. There was never an argument with anything, was there, with the world, any of the offside decisions in the World Cup that I can remember? Anything seemed to just work like clockwork. They had how they showed it as well. Is it, it was in a different way. Why isn't it the same over here? Can, can I get, can I make a tiny little point? It was a, I got in a, a heated discussion in the men's loo of the Combermere Arms, which oddly has a tree growing in the, in, in the middle of it. But uh, it was all over the way American uh, situations handle that. So if you go to the NFL or the NBA, they are required to speak to the audience, as in there's a, a controversy around a, whether a, a ball went in before the shot clock went off. They are required to review it and then speak to the audience. Uh, LeBron James did actually get the ball through the hoop at 0.1 seconds. Thank you very much. You can now go back to enjoying your game. I think unless we deal with this C word, which I hate mentioning, but it's called corruption, they're going to have to start, the refs are going to have to start explaining to the audience because, as Jack says, it is just not fair and it is not the way the world works to leave the people who pay the good money to be there, the hardcore fans, and leave them in the dark. It does not make sense. Great point. Paul, a uh, question to you because, um, you know, you, you work at Staffordshire University, you, 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 you're doing a degree in psychology and all of that sort of stuff. And at Staffordshire, and you're working, sorry, you, you're teaching at um, Staffordshire University, should I say. Um, on the psychology part of it, what's Lopetegui done? What's, what, what, how do you see what, how he seems to be changing the mindset of these Wolves players? Then the key word is, is belief. He's given the players belief, and studies show that beliefs change a whole host of things, including the biology in, inside your body. And I think now that you can see that uh, through the body language. I think you can see it through the style of play. Um, and I think it's very, very simple that he's made them believe that they are better than what they've been doing and that they can get out of the, the dire situation that we were in, being bottom of the table at Christmas. So that's the first thing, belief. The second one, I think, is cohesion. I think he's all got them to buy into this um, goal, this one goal that we have of, of staying up. That's evident in the social media posts of the players. If you look at the language that they use, it's all about being together. Um, it's all about fight. So that, that would be my top two answers, really. He's given them belief and he's also brought them together 
and there's a greater sense of cohesion about that team at the moment. Very, very good point. Um, yeah. Right, Jack, we're going to go on. Well, I was just going to just going to answer that with Paul. If you if you look at Lopetegui, it's we. Yeah. It's not you, the players, and me, the manager. It's not they, the players, and me and I. It's we. He's already been booked twice. He started a fight on Wednesday night. Okay, so so he's in the middle of this group, and he's I'm I'm with you. You are my players, but we are a team, and I I will go to war for you, in the press, on the dugout, on the touchline. You go to in war the centre, for me in the, the centre circle as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but that's what we need. You look at the teams that that are bottom at Christmas and end up staying up, and all this kind of thing. They have spirit. They have belief. They have fight. And I think that's what he's instilled, as well as the mm. confidence and the belief. He's kind of got this mentality of, forget the referees, forget these other teams. We're Wolverhampton, and we're going to get out of this together. And that's what we're going to do. Go Can on, I build on that. Oh, my God. This is So you allowed Paul to talk about psychology. So I have to be allowed for 10 seconds to talk about marketing, because I'm a sports marketing keynote speaker. There is one thing that has happened in the last six months that every person from around the world has tweeted me about and said, have you seen? And believe it or not, it's a piece of marketing from Wolverhampton Wanderers. There is, there is a film that went out when we signed Diego Costa with actual live wolves, as you yeah. know. The, 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 the thing that the trainer said to get the wolves to show their teeth and to be very scary, uh, where even Diego was scared, uh, was a keyword called TC. So I want to ask all three of you, what is, who are the players that are going to have a bit between their teeth where you say TC and they're going to make us climb up the leagues? Who are they? And you only get one player and it can't be Neves because we know it's Neves. Who that are those people go. that have it? Who are the, they have the, literally the bit between their teeth. They are going to get us out of this. You only have one choice and it can't be Neves because we already know him. Go on, Paul. I say Mario Lamina. I think when he came on, he made a big, a big difference. He won tackles, some really good interceptions, and I think um, was it when Traore nearly scored at the end. I think that might have come from a good uh, Lamina tackle, and I think that's what we've brought him in for—to be like a midfield enforcer, to be assertive, aggressive, high intensity. And so that would be my answer, Mario Lamina. I'm going to go next. I'm going to go with that. I think Lamina's a good one. Daniel Pedence. He might be small, but I, I think I'm, I'm calling him the mighty atom. He's literally <laughs> ready to explode all the time, but he's got that fight and passion and he don't care about his size. He won't let, let anyone put anything on him. He will give as good as he's got. He's like a, a little terrier. I, I, you know, he will, he will, he will, <clears throat> he's got, he, he's small, but he's got a big bite and he can put the ball in the net. So that's my answer. Jack. You sound like your dad. You sound like your dad, uh, Dazzling. What, what, what's the what's the name your dad calls him? It's he calls him yeah. an And by That's the way, it. my dad has but my dad has actually he's, he calls Bonanza Pedence Bonanza. He calls Tuna Tuna. He calls Noel <laughs> Royal. And now <laughs> Julian Lopetegui he's decided oh. he's calling him Las Vegas. <laughs> he wants the match reaction. He calls him. He calls him Las, Re Las Vegas because he just he just he just gives everyone a name, and that's Las Vegas. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Right. Go on. My my player that you've just been talking about. You've just mentioned him, Kuna. Wow. Okay. I, I I watch him. I love his energy. I love his enthusiasm. He's like a spark of lightning, isn't he? You watch the the videos that he's put out. 
You know, there's that brilliant video where he, he was uh, talking after the game at Liverpool about, about his song and, he, you know, he's got, yeah, that's me, that's me. I, I think what he brings to that team is, is so much energy. And again, we're talking about that, that confidence, that belief. That's where that comes from. Because you've been, you, everyone has jobs. When you're in like a, a work, an office, wherever it is, you know, I work in a school. When you've got people that are enthusiastic, that look like they want to be there, that are enjoying the job, it lifts everyone else. When you've got people who are like, oh, Monday again, here we go. It just brings everyone down. I think Kuna's the kind of guy who's going to be like, let's have it today in training. Let's go full contact. Let's do this. Let's do. And I think he's going to be really important in terms of that. The, the energy he's going to bring. Brilliant answers. Right. To finish off this section of the show, um, we've got to finish off our uh, highlight of the day. I know uh, Jackie, you've done yours. And I think Memphis, you've done, but like man of the match and your performance rating. We'll go with, Paul first. Performance rating seven. I think if it was, if we'd have got that second goal, which I think was so important, um, I'd have, I'd have give it higher. That was what was lacking for me. Um, and my highlight of the day was um, sitting in Lupo Lounge after the match with a pint, knowing that we've got three points in the bag, and we were at the drop zone. So just that feeling of like, oh, after the game with a beer for me, that was my highlight. Fantastic. Jack? Uh, seven and a half. I mean, I think there's still a way to go. We're all getting quite excited about getting out of the bottom three and getting these points. I mean, we're still not the finished article, I don't think, under under Julen. Can yeah. I make a really quick point on, on, on his substitutions? His substitutions are brilliant. So yesterday, 84th minute, he took um, Bueno off and brought Totti on. Yeah, And I said to the guy next to me, I said, I'll tell you what he's going to do here. He's going to play the back three. He's going to put Totti in there and he's going to drop eight Nuri back to left wing back. He didn't do that. He put Totti on at left back because he knew that Jared Bowen had done nothing all game. So he said, you know what? Totti can cope on the left back against Bowen because he's offering nothing. When we need to defend, Semedo can drop into right centre half, which he did. And Lamina is going to cover right back against Ben Rama and they're going to double up because he's the threat. And it worked brilliantly. Now, I don't think many managers in the league would think that. They just do the straight swap that we all thought, oh, Totti will come on to the left centre-half and Agnuri yeah. will drop back in. But he actually looked and thought, the threat's coming from that side. So we can just bring the player on there and just keep them quiet. And then we can double up on this side where the threat is. I thought that was, that was genius. And I think that's going to make such a, a big difference going forward in these tight games because we're not clinical. So we're never going to be 3-0, 4-0 up. We're going to be 1-0 up in a lot of games. So if he can make substitutions that are just going to nullify the opposition in the last five ten minutes, it's going to be it's going to be so important for us. So seven and a half is the performance rating. There's still things to work on, but we're making a really solid base. I think we'd have all took seven points from his first four league games. Oh, absolutely, we would have done. Uh, man of the match, I'm going to go with Semedo. You know, I'm not his biggest fan. I still think that you know he's got a lot to do. But yesterday was was the kind of player that a 32 million pound right back should look like up and down the pitch all game. Offered a threat going forward, defended very, very solidly. If he can keep that up, that's going to be good. Um, and then highlight of the day was the final whistle. When, when that, just that relief and everyone's going, here we go. Let, that was what we just, wanted. Let's just say that again. Go on. Oh, yeah, do it, do it. Here we go. Torba, we deserve it. Oh, that's so good to feel that just to relive that uh, again. And Jack, to be fair, on the substitution, she makes an absolutely brilliant point. Uh, John, 
Yours? Okay. So um, my I've, I've already said that my man of the match is Max Kilman, and I ran the data on that like a like a like a true Ted Lasso. But um, I, I want to say that uh, sitting for the first time in the South Bank and being able to see how we were working out of the back in this high risk reward. I, I got to see things and I got to get really frustrated and, and my heart monitor was going off uh, like palpitations and everything. But there was a there was a moment and it wasn't near me in the South Bank. It was actually exactly in between you and me, Dave. It was in the middle of the pitch. There was, I think, one minute left. And I actually think J-Lo had told the players, Simon Hooper is the lowest uh, he gives the lowest amount of yellow cards in all of the league. He's 20th out of 21st. You're going to be able to play. He's not going to call anything. Basically, tackles were flying in the middle of the pitch because we were defending for our lives. I think Cunha actually led a lot of these tackles. I mean, it looked like I was in Serbia watching Partizan versus Belgrade, like just tackles flying, break legs breaking, everything, because they were told this guy's going to let you play. We gave it fight and we held on to, as Jack said, the final whistle. But that moment where all these tackles were flying in the middle with two minutes left, absolutely my highlight. I love it. Absolutely love it, mate. Brilliant. <coughs> Some fantastic <coughs> broken my throat. Fantastic comments. Right, we're gonna bring on the wheel of the wheel of death. Oh, no. for you now. Sounds a bit severe. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, extreme. I didn't sign up for that. Here we go. In the wheel, what we're gonna get? If you were an animal, um, we'll go with Paul first. I'm gonna I'm gonna leave John to last because this is gonna be funny as. If you were <laughs> an animal, uh, what animal would you be and why, Paul? I think strangely, I might have answered this one before on, on here, but I'll give my answer again. I'd say that I'd be a sheepdog because I just need exercising constantly to be tired out. So that's what kind of animal I'd be, an animal that just needs to be running to the ground. I like that answer. Brilliant. Jack? Great. Yeah, I think I've had this one as well before. I said a wolf, didn't I? I like being part of a pack. I like having a responsibility. I like having a role within within a group. So, so I'm going with the wolf. Fantastic job. I dare to ask. Okay. You shouldn't. You shouldn't do this because I love this question. I, I, it's it's the central part of my keynote speech is about curiosity. So you'll know exactly where I'm going. Um, I actually think the, the the thing that makes people uh, kind of stick to you like glue is curiosity. And and while it may be annoying as hell, the most curious animal in the world is the squirrel. And uh, they are always curious about what's new and what's next, but they do dig deep to hide their nuts, etc. So I think curiosity runs the world and I would love to be a squirrel. I'll even wear a costume for you, Dazzling Day, next time, if you allow me to be on the show. Um, I'm sorry, if you're going to wear a squirrel costume, you can come on the show, man. Um, I've got a big today, but this is going to be a TikTok excerpt. I'm sure it is. And you're going to have to. Are you, are you going to wear a squirrel costume? Absolutely, I've got I've got pretty much twenty different animals in my office. So yeah, I can just run over to the, uh, I just obviously Memphis. I can just run over to Memphis and get my my squirrel costume. Well, I'll tell you what, everyone will go nuts if you wear that. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get that? Did you get that? Nuts, squirrels. Oh my. Oh, I'm so sorry, Bob Chris. Um, brilliant guys. Listen, that's been a brilliant fun, uh, John. Um, 
mate, I'm telling you next time, put the squirrel costume on. You're definitely on. Um, Paul, mate, I'm so glad. How does it feel to have um, to be back properly? Feels great. I've missed it. And I'm I'm looking forward to going to uh, the Etihad with you on, on Sunday. Yeah, with me and Paul, uh, producer, Brilliant. and uh, Paul's dad, Chris. Uh, is Balak going to that one? No, no. Oh, he's, he, he's not going, so... Yeah, things are going. But we're going to the SDAD together, so we're looking forward to that one. And Jack, I know you'll be there because you go home and away pretty much everywhere as well. So fantastic. And uh, John, looking forward to many more contributions from you. You've made a real impression uh, on the show tonight. Fantastic. Thank you so much. All right, see you all, guys. We're going to bring on our final final guest now. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks, guys. We are well. See ya. <laughs> Jack, you're funny, Ad. Right, that's absolutely brilliant, guys. Absolutely love this. And don't forget, if you do want to support the channel uh, and help the channel, and do you want to get on, get all the little emojis and the little coloured wolf heads, and you want to get on the, the members chat, why don't you just become a channel member? You know, we've got loads that we chat every single day. It's well worth it. I'm sure a lot of the the channel, the, the members will, will tell you about that. And I say it helps support the channel as well. Finally, last but not least, we're welcoming back Nathan. And we've got Josh. I need to change the background for this. <laughs> there we go. It looks good. Uh, Nathan, good to have you back. Your first time back in the new year. How are you? It's been a while. I'm good, Dave. I'm good, Dave. Thank you. Yourself? Mate, I think we're all got a little bit of a, a, a skip in our step today after coming out the bottom three. I know it's, you know, we could go back in next week, play Man City, but it's, uh, you, I think the performances, like you say, and everything have been have, have been good and getting the results certainly makes us smile. Josh, how about you? You're right, Dave. Yeah, I'm good, thanks. I'm good, Tar. Happy that we're at the bottom three for now. So we'll see what happens. Point against City, I'll, I'll take. Uh, to go into a bit of a bit of a we've got a break, haven't we? I think if uh, we don't depends, that actually, it depends on what happens with the FA Cup, doesn't it? Because yeah. if, uh, if we win the FA Cup, do we not have to play Brighton the following weekend? If we win the, the win the, the yeah. next win the replay. Yeah, it is. Yeah, so it depends on what happens with Liverpool. It's the 29th. Half past one kickoff. It's a Sunday, isn't it? If we get uh, if we get through. So Nathan, um, how are you feeling? What points do you want to make? Um, I mean, a lot of a lot of it's been echoed. I think already tonight. I think you know it was a it was a decent ish performance, albeit a little bit laboured. I think against West Ham, but they they were set up to come and get a point. And I mean that West Ham team compared to last season, they just look abysmal. They've got absolutely no fight in them, and you can tell they're not they're not playing for the manager. What do you think's actually happened with West Ham? Because you look at last year, they were like obviously top six. I think they finished. Um, they'd had a big run in the um, was it the was it was it the Europa League or the, yeah, well, um, yeah, the, the did they get to the semi final or something like that? Yeah, yeah. Well, I can't recall. They, they certainly did well. I think they've certainly wasted a lot of money in the transfer window. They're one of those classic teams that just seem to have money burning in their pocket. Um, and they bought that is that that guy, that Italian striker that came on, who hasn't pulled up any trees. 
I think they've, they've, they've just not not strengthened in the right places, and I think it showed. And and the fact the weekend, you know, um, what's his name wasn't playing at the back it really Dawson. really hurt them. Dawson, I think, you know, wasn't playing because obviously the link with us um, that really really seemed to hurt them. But they just sat back, and there was there was no there was no ambition from the team to to get forward. Um, and we were a little bit laboured in getting through them, but it was very tricky. And I think, as as somebody said earlier, the idea was to to try and pull them pull them up the up the pitch a bit um, to try and play behind them. And you know, I think Nunes does that fantastically. He gets gets past a couple of players um, and creates you know some really good stuff for the team. So it was it was one of those games you were just glad to get over the line and get three points because success breeds success. And who's to say we can't go to you know, the likes of City uh, next weekend to get something because we're starting to pick up and, you know, they're, they're not exactly pulling up any trees at the moment either. Absolutely, mate. Some great points. Just before we get on to Josh, Cyborg, I know you've just literally become a member. I've seen on the uh, on my back end on the uh, the chat. So I will, after the end of this game, for you, put the link on the... Uh, on the uh, community tab, which goes to the members so that you can get on the Discord group and you can welcome yourself. So thanks for joining the channel. It's much appreciated. Josh, um, on the points that Nathan's made there, do you think West Ham are a bit burnt out from last year? or? Um, I don't know what's going on there with them. They, they've got the players like we have and they just don't seem to be firing. Antonio's not the player he has been. Um, Four Nals has, has been poor. Um, Lanzini as well. Those three attacking usually are all right. They've they've got a bit of air. Then Declan Rice sitting in the base of midfield. And I think I think he's a brilliant player, and he's he. You can tell he's not happy. There was an interview um, that I've seen on uh, Facebook via Sky Sports, and he, he he's he's miserable. He's had enough. He looks he looks he lost. Wants, he wants to leave West Ham, doesn't he? He wants to he, he wants to get out. Really, I think. I mm. mean, he's uh, he's a good player and. You know, I think his uh, West Ham times are up. Yeah. Um, and he just, you know, it, it, the West Ham fans are obviously incredibly frustrated. You, you see the stuff with them, you know. That, I mean, they, is it something like they've won, they got a draw again? Was it? No, it was Everton that got the draw against City, wasn't it? I think they're on a... They have won in seven games, I think. Something stupid like that. Yeah, and the West Ham fans all want to get rid of Moyes. But, like, yeah. it seems like both the Everton board and the West Ham board seem to be... Um, reluctant to make a change and it seems to, I mean do, do both these two teams play each other next weekend yeah they do that's a, a massive game for for um for both exactly, I think anyway on to the game itself um Josh what points would you like to make um I thought it was a steady steady performance um I so say I'm growing to realize now that the passing the ball across the back line um, is the way we want to go forward. Although a bit nervy at times, and I've seen a few on Twitter say we need to realise now that is the way we're going to play, like you said earlier, to draw them out. Um, but I think we'll look a lot more confident at doing it. We did at Forest second half. We had the ball movement with Neves and Nunes in front of the back four and the ball game between the back four. It was unreal. I know there was times yesterday it was a bit squeaky bum time. You're like, oh, what are you doing? But I think we've got to realise now we, and we are looking a lot more confident in doing it. And I think the full-backs are coming back a bit more for it before. Bueno and Tomado were too far. Even when yeah, um, Bruno really tried to do it, they were too far forward. Way too far forward. You couldn't get it out. It was only ever going into Neves going back. Neves going back. But now it's moving quicker. A lot quicker. Um, which I think Kilman's adapting more to it because he used to, used to like four or five steps before he released it. He's coming to his feet. He's turning and releasing it. 
which is a lot a lot better. And Nathan, do you think um, talking about that, you know, the, the, along the back line and the way they're trying to play it out, and Neves at times plays like a, a deep quarterback, doesn't he? To forgive the American uh, football term, do you, it, that's got to be something that they've worked on and worked on and worked on. They probably had the defence working on that with the attackers trying to get the ball off them and stuff like that, practicing that, moving it, and then trying to get it into midfield. Because it seems to me that they've worked a lot on that to try and achieve uh, coming out and pulling them in and creating that space. And we did it a bit against Liverpool as well. Yeah, we did it really well against Liverpool. I think that sometimes you, you would like to see the team take a little bit more of a risk and, you know, lose the ball by by trying, you know, some of those penetrating balls, those long passes, you know, do go long ball occasionally. I don't think it hurts sometimes to, to do that. But you're right, they've obviously worked on it. You can tell this team is so much sharper, fitter and stronger under uh, Lopetegui than they were under Bruno because the fitness wasn't there before. He said, them, so he said that they're kind of running out of steam in the last five, ten minutes of games. And that's still, I still think that's prevalent. He was against West Ham. You know, I think someone earlier mentioned the substitutions were really, it was a really good call. I think the subs have been very strong under Lopetegui. But sometimes that change of the system where he maybe goes a little bit more defensive, I think just allows that pressure to come on a little bit too much. And we saw that against West Ham. I think that last 10 minutes, Ugh. we were we were absorbing I a hell of a lot. You know, I don't want to be uh, Mr. Negative all the time, but you just I just felt, you know, we should maybe carry on taking the game to them. Um, and when, when we took, um, uh, not Guedes, uh, what's his name? The young, the young right back off. Um, I yeah, it um, and and put Totti on. I ju- it just felt like a little bit of a shift, um, which we could have done without. But saying that, you know, still a still a, a very credible performance, and that final whistle when those three points come was uh, was a blessed relief. Yeah, and something we've not really touched on tonight, which I think we should talk about between us three, whilst we've got you on there. Obviously, Wolves making waves in the transfer market. We, you know, we, we we've seen that there's players. An extra two players imminently coming in. This is quite exciting players. But let's talk about the one that has signed. Signed on Friday. Before it was officially announced, Lopetegui basically talked about he might be in the squad for uh, uh, for Saturday. Um, I'm not sure. Can anyone tell me? Before, you know, we were talking about this with Emma. There's um, there's a there's a there's a film. I don't know whether it was Judge Dredd or something where they're in the cryogenic thing and he comes out and he's got that haircut. Um, I'm not, and Emma was, we were talking about, watched that film. Um, it's Stallone's in it, and um, who else is in it? Sandra Bullock's in it as well. It's a bit of a sci fi thing, and they're in a cryogenic, they're in, and then they they bring him out because he's the criminal, and they bring, bring Stallone out as well. If anyone could tell me what that film is, it'd be really, really interesting to know. Um, Lamina, Josh, thoughts? Um, for his cameo that he had, I was impressed. Demolition um... Man. The one thing that um, surprises me with him, the size of him, he's, he's, he's massive. Yeah. He looks a lot more built than he did when he was in the Premier League the last time. He, he, he's put a bit of bit of muscle on, on him, to be fair to him, looking at him. And, uh, I mean, that, ta- that tackle in the middle of the field, two-footed, slap bang, got the ball and took the man as well. And you could see, I can't think who it was, mate. It may have been, um, I don't think it was Ogbonna, because Ogbonna was playing at the back. Um, but you could tell the West Ham player didn't want to know after that. <laughs> just, 
Lamina went straight through him, made sure he got the man, made sure he won the ball, and we went on an attack. And I think Andy, that was a cracking tackle. Andy DeWolf says it's going to be epic, and everyone's been saying on that film it is Demolition Man, and the the, the actor was Wesley Wesley Snipes. Wesley Snipes. We're going to have to get um um try and find a a Wesley Snipes and Demolition Man um, thing for the next podcast as well, mate. Josh, you make some great points about that in uh, Lamina. I mean, do you concur with that, Nathan? Yeah, you know, I don't know whether he's been brought in just to make the numbers up, and I hope not with Lamina, because there's reports at Fulham and Southampton his attitude wasn't always the greatest, and that's you know that's why he's moved on. But the cameo did show, as Josh said, that tackle in the middle of the park really made a statement. And, you know, we do lack some, some of that bite sometimes in the middle with Marie, uh, Martinho and Neves and, and Nunes, all very pretty, you know, pretty players with the ball. Neves has got a bit of a tackling in, but I think we we still lack that bite. And with Bubakar injured, we you know, that sort of defensive midfielder, which I know Neves has dropped back and he's playing more of that quarterback role, as you said, Dave, and he's spraying the ball around. But you don't really want him to be the instigator in there of the, you know, breaking, breaking the play up. He's a better player than that, so... Um, get someone in there is a bit nasty, you know, a bit like Costa, who I, I think, um, I, I don't think has scored yet, Dave. If uh, uh, no, right. he still hasn't, uh, he still hasn't scored, and uh, our bet's still on, I think. Yeah, yeah, well, what bet was that, Nath? It was, uh, it was only a tenner, Dave, tenner ah. to charity. I think you remember, uh, I, I said, yeah, yeah, I yeah. said, yeah, I said months ago, Costa wouldn't score, uh, it's like an abysmal signing. And I win though, so you know. But like with the with the changes, Kuna coming in, Raul um, starting to get ahead of him in the pecking order as well, and he's injured. Uh, my bet's not looking as good as it was. Not really. Yeah, but uh, we'll, we'll. Anyway, have to sorry, I didn't want to bring that one up. But anyway, back to Lamina. Um, yeah, decent signing, and we and you know you mentioned a couple of players coming in earlier, and I think it's great to see the squad starting to build with a bit of quality. Because that, that's what we're really severely lacking at the moment. And I don't think we're going to see a big number nine come in. I don't think that's where, you know, this transfer window is going to take us. I think um, uh, the guy you mentioned earlier from PSG, uh, you know, he's got a good good track record with sporting. Yeah. You know, yeah, I think perhaps he's going to be the answer. Perhaps he's in the middle. Cause Kuna, I'm quite excited about him because, like, I mean, yeah. Sarabia looks like he's going to come in. And then you've got um, Gomez as well. Uh, who's a young talent? Um, they like he's flying over today, isn't it? He's flying over today, yeah. and then obviously, you know, Dawson looks like he's. I mean, he, you know, that he was on the motorway on the way up to us in the summer until West Ham called him back because of the uh, the move that Villa made, and then it changed all the plans. But he's he he is like a bit of a West Ham legend, Dawson, and a lot of the West Ham fans have said like we lose him. He's the only one that's showing any fight. But he wants to move back to the Midlands, which is close to where his family is, and to, to end out his career. And so that's why he's really keen to come to Wolves. And it'll be good to have a character like Dawson if he does come in the dressing room as well, don't you think? Mm. Bit of an experience, yeah, well, absolutely. We've lost that. We've lost that experience. You know, Bruno decided to get rid of all. You know, the Cody, Sice, Bolly, just criminal. Losing all that experience in the dressing, all those leadership qualities that you get with those players, especially Cody, we, we've mentioned Dave many times. Um, to replace that with someone like Dawson, I think would be good. And we need that, you know, th those young defenders, Kilman and Collins, sometimes they have off games and you just could bring that bit of experience in, I think. Collins, you know, was probably, for me, 
in that second half was one of his worst performances against West Ham. He, he lost that ball so many times, nearly cost us a goal a couple of times. I'm not saying he should be out of the team, but maybe, you know, sometimes just give him a rest and take the pressure off. Yeah, he, I mean, to, to be fair, but he, he, the other thing that Collins, he made lots of mistakes, he made some good tackles, some good headed clearances, and Kilman and Collins in that respect do, and they do try to play the ball. Um, but sometimes I think he uh, just gets a little bit too uh, nervous too when they're a little bit on the high pressing on us. And yeah. Kilman seems a little bit more cooler uh, than Collins in, in that particular uh, area of the pitch as well. Josh, um, before we get on to obviously talking about the uh, the man of the match and stuff like that, and the same question to, to you, what is the biggest change that you can see um, now you've seen a, a few games under Lopetegui? Um, it's got to be confidence, belief and energy levels is the big one for me. They look a lot sharper and a lot quicker than what, what they did under Bruno. And I think um, it came out in Pedences into, um, I think it was on Match of the Day, I think it was, I just literally watched it. Um, and he says, like, we're fitter, we're moving better, we're moving the ball quicker. And I think that was like a dig at Bruno as if to say, look, we weren't we weren't training properly. I don't think Pedence was happy under Bruno large at no. all. I think he was very unhappy. I think he kind of wanted to move, but now I think he's, I think Lopetegui's got him as one of his main men. Yeah, he looks regenerated. Uh, Pedence does. He's always, always up. He's running for the ball. He's tracking back as well. Every every winger that comes on the pitch, even um, Adama, and I've said it every time he's come on. I said, oh, we'll lose that tracking back now when Huang's gone off or Pedence has gone off for him. And to be fair to Adama, he's tracking back as well. And he, none of them were doing that under Bruno. The other thing as well, um, Nathan, I've got the same question to you. I've noticed like when they come out after half-time, they're actually warming up properly again. It's like Bruno, it was like they couldn't be bothered before. No, I agree. I think, you know, Josh makes a great point about sharp sharpness, fitness. We can all see the beliefs back in the team, but there's a togetherness. Lucy mentioned it earlier, and you can see it on the pitch. They're playing just more as a collective, less as individuals. Um you know they're, they're a happier team. They're not perfect, but he's getting them much, much better than he, they were in a Bruno. Bruno should have gone at the end of last season. We all know that. But the players, and we've, we've all heard the stories about, you know, them not really training properly, him disappearing after games. Um, you need that. You need that togetherness. And Julian's come in and there's a smile on the face. You can see it in the training pitch. You can see it in the, the pictures that are, you know, in the papers. It's great to see. And I think we, we can only... You know, with the quality coming into this team, you can only see us going one way. And I'm not, I was never really worried about, about a relegation battle. But when we're in that bottom three, you're always a little bit sceptical. But you look at how the other teams are performing. You mentioned it earlier, Dave. I think somebody else mentioned it, that the Southampton, the Leicester, the Everton, the problems that are going on at some of those teams. We haven't got that. We're going, we're going the other way. We're an upward trajectory. And I think that can only be, you know, hopefully that can only mean that we'll, we'll get out of this and we can build next season. And he's got a lot. I think he, you know, everyone in within the squad, they respect him. They respect him. And like I think I pointed back to earlier, he's showing that fight and passion. And I think Jack mentioned it. He'll go in into war for the players and for the team and for the fans. And he's he's leading that from how he he's portraying himself. Mm. And they really are buying into it. And I, it takes a while. It's this this squad. This team is evolving into a new kind of animal, a new wolf. Uh, maybe it will be a dire wolf, 
um, that we talked about at the beginning of the show. It maybe it'll be you know, maybe it'll be an even greater manager than what Nuno was for us. There's people starting to already t- see that and talk about it. It's early, but it's early days. These steps are baby steps that we're taking mm-hmm. at the moment. You know, you know. I'd love us. I hope that we um, we beat Liverpool at the week. Uh, you know, on Tuesday because I feel like that they'll they'll own one enough. You know, they'll want to do it, and you know, it'd be nice to uh, get through to the to the next round of the cup. But like the Premier League is the uh, is the is the main thing. We need to get away from that bottom three as far far away from there as we can because we've got to play Arsenal on the last day of the season. As well, I'm hoping, that I'm hoping that they're on the beach like where we were when we won League One, actually, and uh, on that game. But if there's anything on that game at the last major of the season, that's going to be like tough. So yeah. I'm hoping that we're well away from it by then. And you know, it's Man City next week. It's a tough one. Um, Josh, what are you thinking on that? I'll take a draw. I think we've got to try and get a point. I'd love us to win. Um, I think they played midweek as well, though, so we haven't got the backlash of um, of the, okay, them the just losing to United. Man City play midweek. Yeah, sure they do. I'd had a look earlier. So I was double check. I'm pretty sure they do. They play because that's why it's a Sunday. I think they play Wednesday. Oh, is that um, in? Um, is that not not Champions League? Is it? Sure, can't because no, it's the league against Spurs on Thursday. Oh, so they've got a league game on Thursday? Yep. Oh, that's eight, interesting. Eight o'clock kick on Thursday against Spurs. Oh, that's very interesting because that, that's good for us because we'll get an extra yeah. 48 hours as well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they have got two home games. So, you know, a point. Nathan, thoughts on that game? I don't think we'll get anything, but you never know, dear. I think we've always got to try and stay optimistic. Um They've not been brilliant at home. They've they've they're losing. You know they've lost games. They lost. I mean the United game the other day. You know we, we talk about. I know there's been a lot of conspiracy theorists around Wolves, the Liverpool game, the decisions that went against us, the Forest thing. Yeah. I, I don't really buy into any of that. I just think it's a bit coincidental that that they were strung together. But you look at the Man U, Man City, and Man City were on the end of some pretty poor decisions. Yeah. So I don't think it's always that elitism that we we try and. Um, you know, you we try and think the red. Wolves. You have to wear <laughs> know, red. Forest, it, it, Forest red, Liverpool red, United red. Is there a coincidence? It annoys me a little bit because, yeah, I don't think there is any conspiracy. I think it's just it's just poor. Those decisions at Liverpool were poor, and you're right. Redemption would be a brilliant win on Tuesday, and I think they're there. As you said, Dave, they're there for the taking. So if we go into City with a bit of confidence, who knows? You know, a couple of new signings in the team and. Mix We've it up a little before. bit. We've beaten City at City before. I think Lopetegui yeah. is the sort of manager he'll have a he'll have he'll a real have... plan for that game. Um, and I'll, go, I'll listen. You know, I'll go into the Liverpool game and think, you know, they're always going to be favourite. You go to Man City away at Man City, they're always going to be favourite. But this is football. It's football. Anything can happen. And all of a sudden, I'm going to that game like I would have gone to. Are you going to that one, Josh? Are you going to sit there? No, it's, no, it's on the Sunday. I can't make it that one now. Yeah. Well, I'm going, going, and I'm not going with like an expectation uh, we're just going to lose. Like I'm going now with some hope that we can get something because yeah. the way they're fighting and playing for each other, you know, who's to say we can't get a result? You know, I, I went to um, when we went to play 
Liverpool at Anfield in the Cup. They played a full-strength Liverpool side and we made nine changes and we should have won the game. So it's a funny old game, football is. And um, I'm hoping we can go and get something out and keep that momentum going. And who's to say that we can't nick a win? And also, when's the last time we had... Does anyone know when the last time a player was sent off against us? Does anybody know? Against us. Yeah. We've had two or three sendings off our own this season in quick session. When was the last time anyone was sent off against us? Was it um, Bird Leno? Arsenal? When he well, um, During lockdown. Is it that long ago? I think so. Because sooner or later, surely oh, the Lord of Abbey says that we're going to play someone with 10 men and get three points, you know. Mm. I think it was Leno when he unballed it. Well, I'm playing my Joker card anyway now. I'm going to call it now. I'm going to say it has to happen against City at the weekend. They get players sent off in the first 10 minutes. There you go. Um, no, and then no. we, can, uh, we can do what we did to them at Molyneux a few years ago when we were 2-0 down. and we That was a famous, yeah. famous... Yeah, Carl said it's Leno at Arsenal. Hey, Josh, you've pulled that one out <laughs> the bag. That's... Oh, that's got to be nearly two years ago. Two seasons ago, yeah. It was the, it was the lockdown season because it was on telly. How many red cards have we had since then? Um, Jimenez, Costa, Collins, 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 yeah, at least three. So there you go. Interesting, right? Nathan, highlight or moment of the day can be anything, anything at all. Um, your man of the match and your player rating. I think it's going to be. Just follow everyone else on this one. I think, you know, my, my moment of the match was the final whistle. Just just those three points. Just, you know, the heartbeat going down to a normal level after that. And Samedo, I know it's it's uh, it's what everyone said, but Samedo has been fantastic some seasons. And then he just, this season, he's been particularly poor. And everyone's been talking about, we need a new right back. We need we need to get someone out. But actually, he could be the solution if he keeps, keeps performing. Um, and I'd probably... Yeah, I'd probably echo uh, the other guys and say a six. I think a six out of ten at the moment. We should have killed the game off a little bit better and not allowed the, that sort of last five, ten minutes of pressure. So uh, I'm always a little bit more on the pessimistic side and say a six. No, I'll, I'll, I'm not going to say you're pessimistic. I'd say you're more on the measured side. You're yeah. kind of like measured um, and stuff like that. So if you give a high mark, I know it's a really good performance because you're consistent. You're like... The Craig Rebel Hallwood of the panel, really, aren't you? You know what I mean? You'll always just be, you know, if you get a 10 yeah. from you, it's it's not just good, it's outstanding. Josh, to you, we're going to do your moment of the game last. Do your performance yes. rating, man of the match, and then moment of the, of the day. So, performance rating seven for me. Um, so, I think we can move the ball well. It's just a bit shaky at times, but we'll get used to that. We're getting more confident about it game by game. Um, man of the match for me is um, Nunes. Our yeah. footy off the ball, running with the ball, turning the their midfielders, turning their strike. It was brilliant. He, he's since Lopetegui's come in, he's been different gravy. He's absolutely fantastic. We've got a player on our hands there. Um, he's he's our footy for me was outstanding against against them. And on there, uh, seems to be getting better and better. Yeah. Since Lopetegui as well, he seems to be really starting to shine. He just needs that goal now. Yeah, get an absolute th th thunder. I won't say the next bit. Thunder goal will do. Um, I think if we can see one coming soon outside the box, and he just smashes it one. Um, that'd be that'd be quite good to see. I've yeah, said that now. It'll be against Man City, and I'll be there. 
but you'll still be able to watch it back, mate, yeah. and I'll, get it. I'll hopefully capture it. And your uh, moment of the day or your highlight of the day? Anything? Highlight of the day for me has got to be the Lamina tackle. He was a, on the pitch, which what literally two minutes, and he's done that, made that tackle, and it, it set a precedent on his what he's going to be like when we're seeing out games. Um, I think he's going to be a real big player for us in in keeping a lead um, in the last 10, 15 minutes. I think he'll come into his own and I think he'll offer something. But that tackle just set the precedent. And just, like I said, you were saying earlier, a bit of a player who's got a bit of bite. Um, don't you think we've we've needed a bit of bite and a little bit of nastiness yeah. in the team? And I, 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 we don't want to be nasty in a in an unsportsmanlike way, but like we were too like you know being rolled over and having our bellies tickled and yeah. like yeah it's okay we're supposed to be a wolf you know yeah. you come near our belly we'll snap it we'll we'll snap it here if you get any close we'll bite you we need bite in midfield we need a little bit of needle we need a little bit of nastiness we need a little bit of the dark arts yeah as well and um i think lopetegui is going to bring all that to the fore and uh, it's positive we can't get carried away it's what it's 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 some good results what we had like three you know results away from home um we should have probably deserved better than what we got mm. and you know it was a, a win against West Ham, which I think we were, we warranted, um, but it was a very nervous last 10, 15 minutes, um, definitely, uh, without any shadow of a doubt. Any final thoughts before we get onto the wheel for everyone from uh, Nathan first and then Josh to finish I'm the just... show? Yeah, just slightly more optimistic than I have been, Dave. I know, uh, you know, like I said, my, my default position tends to be that that sort of more pessimistic half-glass Half, you know, half empty glass. But uh, no, I think just fo just just the last few games have just encouraged me for the rest of the season because you can just see the fights, the fights back, the energy's back, and the belief is back in in the players and the fans. You know, the fans were a little bit more raucous on Saturday because we're, we're enjoying the football again. We haven't seen many goals. You know, it's it's been pretty poor. I think we there's only Gillingham in the whole of the of the league that have scored less goals than us. Um, so it would be nice to get someone in who can, you know, score us a few more goals and get the entertainment levels back up. But no, it's just. It... Say again, Dave. I'll keep relying on Pedence. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's just it's just nice to to you know have a weekend with a win and, and a smile on our face. I think so. Uh, bring it on. Bring on the rest of the season. And Josh, um, just the excitement's back. Um, playing well, looking confident. And we're just going to stick with it and get behind the boys. And uh, we should be fine. Love it. Right. To finish off, the wheel is spinning. What's it going to be? Oh. <laughs> What's the most embarrassing thing? Now, if John was on, I'd say it was probably going to be dressing up in a squirrel costume to come on the show. But uh, um, Nathan... Nathan. Oh man, this is this is tough. Um, what's the most embarrassing thing you've ever done? God, there's so many to choose from. Because uh, I'm, you know, I'm old and wizened. Let's, um, yeah, one, one, perhaps I wasn't particularly. Let's, let's pick one. I wasn't particularly. I can see. Look at Josh looking and just thinking, think. thinking. Um, yeah, I remember once there was. I worked at Strikers down in Bushbury. If anyone remembers, it was a bowling oh, alley. Over in. I do remember that. Yes, the bowling place. Bowling alley. I that, had a few uh, that was still, there, mate. 
mysteriously burnt down, I think, for insurance purposes. Um, yeah, I worked there for, I think I worked there for a couple of years. So I'm, I'm, I'm all right at the, the old bowling. But I remember there was a girl there and we were ordering, we were all, it was just, we all worked together. And there was a girl who, we were going to McDonald's and um, everyone was going, oh, what you getting, what you getting? And she, she said, oh, I'm going to have a quarter pounder and a milkshake and some chips. And I looked at her and I went, mm, do you think you should? Um because she was a, 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 you know, a little bit of a bigger girl, and she burst out into tears, and I felt like such a shithead. However, that went, dri driving to McDonald's, I said to my mate, um, "I'll buy her some flowers to apologise, and by Monday she'll be my girlfriend." And we dated for three months, and she dumped me for an army guy. So that was, um, yeah, not one of well, my she best is moments. Looking for a Big Mac. Hey, hey. Very, very good. good um, I think that's a good story as well, and that is. And then you dated her, and it's quite nice how you get, how you get together. It's like, I wouldn't yeah, say I know, but... that's the best um, way to do it, but, like, it works no, for you. No. It works for you. Not the best chat of line. Uh, I mean, there's many embarrassing things, but that, that one springs to mind. I can see Josh now has finished thinking uh, and is going <laughs> to come up with, a, with abuse. Josh, we need, we need to know. So... It's probably a bit of a light one, but the most embarrassing thing was it was I was playing at Symphony Hall um, with the band I used to be in, uh, with the school the school concert band, and um, during the one bit of the piece, it goes really quiet. It was about the um, oh, it was about nine eleven when heaven when when bell saw or something like that. Piece was called during the one bit. It was obviously a wine glass pitched to the right um, note. And we had to stand at the front, two of us, and finger around the glass whilst it was all quite a quiet part during this piece. And we had to take our shoes off. So before the piece started, took my shoes off, ready for, for when it was happening. Stood up, did the job. It worked fine. Finished playing, walked off. Stage has been cleared for the next band to set up. Um, comes over the tannoy. Can uh, someone who has left their shoes on the stage please come and pick them back up? Yeah. Oh. I had to go back on stage in front of everybody, pick my shoes back up with no shoes on and walk back out. There's that's a couple a, of thousand people and me walking with a pair of shoes off stage. So I left them on there. That's classic. I'll give you a little one of mine. Um, it was when I was um, working at GKN Sankey Bending. Kind of embarrassing, I suppose, but it's kind of funny. Um, basically, I was um, a material expediter, which... Um, is a posh word for progress chaser, which basically is a posh word for I had to move parts out the store on a trolley to the uh, the line. It was my, like my first proper job that I had. My dad worked there at the time, and I guess that's how I got the job. I didn't stay there long because I'm more like talking than working with my hands. <clears throat> and then I went to work for the Express and Star, which is what me and Nate have a little bit of common ground there in the advertising department. But anyway, this foreman hated me because I used to hide from him all the time because he just used to get me to do stuff. And I was I weren't very old. And anyway, I remember walking down the corridor, well, the line, and on either side, there was two assembly lines on either side. I was walking down this corridor and I heard him shout, David. And I carried on walking and I could hear footsteps there for footsteps coming up behind me. So he's about five foot behind me and he's shouting at the top of his voice, David, like this. So I had to turn round and the whole assembly line on both sides turned round and stopped to listen, um, stopped to hear what was going on because he shouted so loud. And he went, did you not hear me? And I turned round and I went, yes, the second time. 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> I like, and I just felt like the floor, but it was like, he just like stopped and looked and he couldn't believe I'd said it. And he kind of stunned him really. And I just walked off. He didn't know what to say to that. And I got away, I got went to, into the cafeteria a bit and had a cup of tea. But it was, uh, anyway, that was uh, one that uh, that sprang to my Guys, you've been absolutely brilliant. Uh, and guys in the chat, uh, you've been absolutely fantastic. Uh, just to let you know um, that we're on currently 30,395 subscribers. So there are, there has, there's over 160 watching live at the moment. We've had over 200 points. Um, so if you're watching this back or you're watching it now, please consider subscribing to the channel. Um, smash a like on the uh, the video because it lets YouTube know that you've uh, you've enjoyed it. Um, and if you're watching it back on Catch Up uh, TV, obviously leave your comments in the uh, the comment section below. Or if you're listening to it on the uh, on the podcast, which goes out tomorrow morning, um, please free to get involved uh, and leave a rating on that. And uh, guys, it's it's good time. We've got smiles on our face. We're feeling a lot more positive. Even Nathan uh, has got a smile on his face. And uh, we've got. Are you are you both going to the Liverpool game on Tuesday? Yeah. So you're there. Where are you? Where are you going to be? Go on, Nathan. I'll let you go first. Oh, Steve, Steve Ball, as always. Steve Ball stand. We've got the, all the stands uh, covered. We've got pretty much everything covered. Let's hope it's a good night. More positivity. And um, I've got a sneaky feeling we might uh, we might do Liverpool. And I've got a sneaky feeling we're going to get something out of City. But that's just me, the ever-positive, dazzling Dave. Until the next one, everyone, lots of love to you, uh, your friends and family, wherever you're watching in the world. We do appreciate you supporting and joining in the chat tonight. And from myself, Nathan, Josh, and all the rest of the guys, always Wolves. See you guys. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates are already booked in for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.